everyone, and we're live. You're tuning into Cosmic Children. I'm your host, Kevin. And today I have a very fascinating individual in the studio with me. In preparation for this podcast, I found it difficult to actually um, describe or succinctly introduce this particular individual. Individual, could you please introduce yourself and describe what is it that you do? Uh, hi, uh, I'm John. Um, I'm a, I guess you can say I'm an artist first and like a graphic designer by, by uh, practice. Uh, and so I guess right now, um, since COVID happened, like I've just been freelancing more with, uh, with another friend. We kind of set up like an agency called Steady Studio. And, um, prior to that, I was, um, uh, I was at Zook. Um, and prior to that, I was at Hypebeast and before that was at Cherry. So quite a lot of like, um, uh, lifestyle, uh, media entertainment sort of, uh, brands that I used to work, uh, with. Yeah. So I guess that's it. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off with an easy question. What, in your opinion or in your own words, is an artist? And why would you choose that? particular uh, description for yourself um i think an artist is uh well hmm i guess someone that can kind of freely uh express himself in like whatever form you know be it like for for, for me it's definitely visual but it's it's definitely about self-expression and um kind of like uh being kind of like the the captain of your own ship and kind of like doing your own thing rather than um the commercial graphic designer who has to kind of answer to briefs and yep. stuff like that so i would say an artist is just someone who's themselves yeah. and um yeah just doing their own thing yeah. i guess yeah has that always been the the goal in mind to to be an artist or did, did something change along the way um i think everyone will want to be artists if like they don't have to worry about like their their day-to-day overheads yeah and stuff like that so uh i wouldn't say it's like i want to be an artist it's just i i mean it's it's just a term like so, you know, you can better help like outsiders understand like what you do. But mm. I think it's just kind of just being, just being a person and just being able to express yourself. Like, I think that is kind of like the baseline of what an artist does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to know what, <clears throat> um, how was the journey like, uh, through school and everything to, to to get to this particular point like did you go to school for this was was it more self-taught what was mm-hmm. it like um so when i was young i always felt like um i had this like affinity to like just drawing yeah so i guess it like 2d image making has always been like a really natural thing to me ever since like i was young like i can't even remember like when was the the first time like someone introduced me to to drawing or yeah so um the i guess how i got to this point was 
so from from the interest of drawing um i took art in school yep um i didn't really agree with the whole process of like grading art and even back then yeah i mean like art shouldn't be kind of like there shouldn't be like a point system for art mm. like because it's it's so it's for yourself right it just so happened that like you are representing a school you are like you know you have to kind of do something that 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 um there's certain standards to be made. yeah yeah there's certain like technical kind of things they check like boxes you need to check yeah and stuff and then from there um i went to poly and uh i did interactive media design so okay. there was more like website and yeah, stuff yeah yeah uh but back then at the Masik, we used to have like it used to be like uh um you you gotta do video animation and web design all in one jesus yeah <laughs> then like i think only like two years after i left then they kind of split up to be more like focused, uh, focused yeah and then after that i went to melbourne for visual com mm. uh, for my bachelor's um and then after that after that i went to uh i was i was in-house graphic designer at figure for one year oh the <clears throat> shoe brand yeah 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 just because like I was back from Australia and then my friend was 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 doing like marketing there. Yeah. So I just like he said, like, oh, just come on. Then uh yeah, that's how that started. And then after that, um I did like I I freelanced by myself doing like mostly like uh lettering and like a bit of like quote unquote sign painting. Like I really wasn't a sign painter, but like that was kind of like uh the 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 start of like that the sign painting trend i guess okay if you if you yeah yeah can put it that way um yeah so i was i was doing a lot of like um hand lettering um some notable ones for like starbucks and um did some for like a film uh film set yeah just doing like their signboards and stuff so i've always like like this um kind of feel of like just drawing things out and and i guess in all like the different uh um stages that i was in um there was just this aspect that i managed to kind of um fuse together with like whether it's a graphic design or like you know whatever it is i will still be using my hands and 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 the computer yeah yeah what were some of your earliest memories um, with regards to art or something creative related? Was it introduced to you via like television or was it introduced to you via like someone, like a like a family figure or something like that? Um, not exactly. I guess, I guess probably my parents are like, like I used to, like they're, they're quite, they're quite skilled with like uh, uh replicating like I don't know Lion King or like Spider Man. Like last time I will ask my mom, "Hey, can you draw Spider Man for me?" Yeah, and then it will be so cool. And then I'll also want to be like. So I guess they kind of like nurtured the whole um uh interest. Yeah, the interest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess you can say that. And then I guess the main teacher would be like the the media that you consume. Mm. So your cartoons, yeah. your comics yeah. and stuff like that. It's kind of like, I mean, 
all of it has to have like really nice art. So I guess that's kind of like the 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 aspiration and like the the teacher. Yep. Yep. Was it ever like a like you see something that you really like and you wanted to 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 create something like that or was it just more of like consumption it's still ringing in your mind for for like future like uh, inspiration and stuff like that? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean like when I was when I was young like definitely it was all about like um like I wasn't so like it was very direct like in terms of like say if i like ninja turtles right i would draw ninja turtles it yep. was a very like straight line kind of like um process in which whereby you uh there's this thing that you're fascinated by and you kind of want to own it in some way mm? so you kind of like you draw your own version right yeah and and just by doing that just even though it's like a one for one kind of like you're replicating an image that you are that you're referencing it's kind of like you are you're adding your own like touch to it and mm. it becomes yours so i guess that's that's something that um i think a lot of people starting out like drawing would uh encounter just like drawing a favorite like imagery and like things you like yeah. just very straight line kind of beeline to like what do you like then google the image and then you know just copy it or yeah, whatever yeah. Yeah, yeah was there a particular stage like like you talked about the stages before like oh so in, in in recounting those things was there a particular stage where it it, it, it it something or someone kind of said something or you were introduced to some concepts that kind of shifted your perspective um as to how to view art or even illustration or graphic design anyway hmm I guess, hmm, um, you're talking like, like not like any kind of like, at any like period in time, right? Just like whatever, yep. uh, whatever stage, right? Yep. Um, I guess there are a lot of uh, artists that are just um, really, um, it looks like they are, like they don't have that self-awareness in the sense whereby like they are not like overly they're not like self-editing their their work and they're just being very uh free and like you know they're being themselves mm -hmm. so i guess i look at all these artists and like <clears throat> i just see like how um how confident they are at expressing like their their state of mind and how they feel and like uh, such artists are like you know they there, there are lots of them out there like, and 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 whenever i see something like that whether it's on instagram or whatever like just individuals that are like that lack that self-awareness in a good way mm. just being very free yeah i i'm always inspired by that because I feel like there are two camps. So one camp is what I just described and the other one is kind of like um, people who kind of like post-rationalize or over-intellectualize things. So it goes through a very like calculated kind of filter. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they're, they're being true to themselves but I feel like it's kind of like grass is greener on the other side. Like, because okay. I'm... I'm more on the side whereby I'm trying very hard to like 
post-rationalize or kind of like put into words like what I do. But sometimes it's I'm really jealous when I see artists just create things just just because, you know, like I, I find it very hard to kind of like come to terms with like a very rough drawing that I did. Like they'll just be like, I cannot accept it for what it is. Like I need, I need something more. I need to like really, really like make sure that it's, it's, it's well considered. And I feel like, I feel like that could, that, that feels like a hindrance sometimes. Sorry, I lost your question. Like I, I went so far. Like I, I don't know if I, so, so you're saying like people that I admire, right? Like, or like people who have helped me along the way. People or a particular artist that you look up to had a piece of work. Anything right. that kind of shifted your perspective and uh, made you look at it in, in, in a different way. Yeah, so I would say no one, no one particular artist, but yeah, just I'm really like jealous of artists that can just be so like freewheeling and and just be able to like be themselves. Yeah, basically. Do you yeah. think it's an illusion though? Because what you just described, it unfortunately we all have pretty uh solid minds and we think and it sounds to me like it's it's a human condition. It, it's not anything like uh to be to be uh to be um what's what's the word for it? I think it just happens. So do you think it's an illusion like to to be so uh like like the confidence and, and the bonus that particular artists might have? It's just because you're looking at it from this perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I totally get you like um I guess we only know what we know because we, we can't like unfortunately fit ourselves in another person's body and like see how the person thinks. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's really this, these two dominant camps whereby, yeah, you know, you'll get just, just, uh, you, you have like a Kanye and mm. then you have a Virgil. So you have described them in your own words. So what, I would what say are the two balances, yeah. So I would say Virgil is someone that needed that needs to kind of rationalize his things, whereby Kanye goes by how he feels. Mm-hmm. And he's very um he doesn't feel the need to like have to explain himself or explain his work. Whereby I feel that Virgil is more of like he needs to have like this post-rationalization for what he does to kind of add that like extra layer to like that weight or that mm-hmm. like you know um yeah so so I just think that like they're just these two primary like camps they're definitely like hybrids whereby you know but I feel like if you if you look out there and you just you just Instagram like your favorite artist and then you just kind of like follow their work and stuff then you you just see like oh which camp are they more like do they They sway more yeah yeah it's interesting you use the the two uh, variables of Kanye and Virgil because it sounds to me like just the primary forces of order and chaos like chaos is Kanye the Virgil one is the order however you want to describe these two variables because with, with order everything comes very structured you need to have like a system flowchart, but with yeah. the chaos one, it's really whatever goes. Yeah. And 
the the attributes of let's say bonus and confidence and I guess something free flowing. I think those mm. are uh, sort of neutral. It can exist on both sides, and you can create the illusion for for the chaos individual to have more order, and for the one with more order to have more chaos. And that's where I think people are tending to flow in between, like these mm. two particular balancing things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess it's it might seem like an illusion because uh, we are. Uh, I think it it really needs like like careful examination into like your your subject and to kind of like just uh recognize like patterns in like mm. different people so that's why to me um and i guess also it's because like i'm also kind of into like personality um studies and stuff like mm. like mice breaks and things yep. like that so i understand that there are like just these uh two camps whereby one's more feeling based and one's more like thinking based yeah where do you think you stand I definitely am more like thinking based mm. however like sometimes I feel like there's there's a little bit of like I'm I'm just like uh, I'm so enamored by like you know like I said earlier like like uh, artists that or like individuals that are just freely expressing themselves like unfiltered and 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 just being quote-unquote real yep yeah so it's it's definitely i feel like it's definitely like grass is greener on the other side but yeah i think i think thinking a lot and like intellectualizing things to like all the way it's it's also in a way like being real Mm. to that individual itself but it's just yeah I guess it's just different different people I guess if you've ever thought about what um, giving up control like on the other side might feel like as in on the side that's like over intellectualizing things or no the the side side where it's not intellectual yeah um I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've, I've yet to see someone. I, I guess like, I don't know, like, what, Donald Trump? <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. people who have just like gone off the rails. Because I suppose it's just one particular output that he is uh, showcasing, really. Because I believe none of us have ever interacted with him. It's very difficult to tell the individuals from the different personas and the different like uh, talking points they have around it because it's it's very easy to just come off different just for different contexts. Mm. Yeah. So mm. I'm just curious to know if you've ever thought about what that if we were to visualize like you're on one side of the scale, what the other side of the scale might feel like. Because mm. I would imagine that's uh, how uh, people use different substances to actually achieve that particular state of mind to, mm. to actually mm. feel that because if you're on this side, I mean, it's it's I feel that it's almost natural to wonder what the other side might feel like if you recognize and you admire and you see that particular trait in people that of works that you like. It's, mm, I think it's natural mm. to just, oh, what might that feel like? And let's say if drug A, drug B mm-hmm. is kind of able to to give you a sense of that, to to to, to lose that ego, to 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 kind of like lose control. I think I can imagine why why more people would be inclined to to do it. Yeah. Mm. 
So, so you since since you've mentioned that you are, let's say, on the camp of over intellectualizing, what are some uh, <coughs> people on the other side that you you kind of like their work and why? Well, I think, uh, I mean, someone like David Shrigley. Is Who that, is that? Um, is this like British uh, artist? Yep. If you if you see his work, he's kind of like. I think I really, um, I think it's very, uh, I, I think the telltale sign for someone who's, who's really free is, is someone that's really just like, um, working in like drafts, like one shot, like, and it's out there, you yeah. know, it's kind of just, just really like confident in like, in themselves. So it's just natural that their work is like, it is what it is kind of, you know, whereby I mean for for me like as much as I like that like I'm going through tons of drafts I'm trying to like get to this mythical um, place where it's perfect <laughs> yeah 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 you know yeah. And, I, and, and I feel like I'm trying to 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 kind of reconcile with that that kind of uh, behavior and that kind of thought process yeah yeah so so that's why I'm always like looking at at, at artists that are just kind of like doing things that are really raw so i guess you know it's 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 kind of like why picasso said like you you kind of like something he said about like wanting to draw like a child because mm. when you're a child that's like the most kind of you're not really caring about anything else other than your you just want to draw what you want to draw yeah right yeah so it's that state of mind that state of consciousness whereby you just you're just free Mm. yeah and to be liberated with all you know I feel like that's where you can really like not hold back and create like what's truly there for you to create yeah yeah, yeah. curious to know what's your relationship like with perfection uh healthy not healthy <laughs> I feel like it's healthier in as I grow older okay yeah cause you know that there's it's, it's really like they say when you're younger, you know, you got to pick your battles and things like that. <laughs> Do they you know? say that? <laughs> I don't know, I've never like, heard that when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you literally have like, uh, like a certain like capacity, like yeah. a certain bandwidth and you, you, you really cannot like make everything perfect. So it's really kind of like, you need, you need to see what's, what's important to you and, and not let anyone else determine that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, as you grow older, you kind of need to experience like many different situations for you to kind of have all that data for you to kind of know how to like filter down to see like what's what and to see where you should be putting your effort into. Yeah. So it's more, uh, it's more analytical ultimately. I, for, for, for me, like, yeah, that's, that's the only way I can think about it because I, I'm, I'm sure like for, for other people, it might come like quite naturally. Mm. But for me, I kind of have to be really like conscious of like my actions and kind of like see, oh, you know, like I only got so much time this week. So I'm gonna like this chunk is for this, this chunks for that. Da, yeah. da, 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 da. It's just good time management. <laughs> that's, that's a great <laughs> habit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I guess you can say that. I hope it's not 
uh, adult exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm, I'm, I'm sure anyone can 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 get can 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 do this. It's yeah. just for I think for for me, it's kind of like like time's not real. Like mm-hmm. when when I was younger, so it's like everything needs to be kind of like how I like how I envisioned it. If not, like I'm not gonna close that file. So. But sometimes it's kind of like you need to see how your work is gonna look like how it's gonna live in this world like after you have done it. Yep. And once you've seen enough of your work out there, like once it's done, then you realize like what matters and what doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah, because then you realize like, hey, this is something that uh no one would see or like it's only important to you it's kind of like an ocd in a way whereby yeah yeah. so yeah but doing work that matters to you in a wholly self-indulgent way is kind of a symptom of what you just described about being totally bold about putting stuff out there isn't it doing stuff that it's totally self-indulgent to you like only matters to you and Mm. not i guess whatever you want to put out yeah it only matters to you. You feel strongly for this. You spend however amount of time you want on it when you put it out there, regardless of whether people see it, regardless of whether people uh, like it or not. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a symptom of the the grass is greener, like being on the other side, being like super quote unquote confident and bold about what you create. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It could be. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess. I guess so. So I'm curious to know, um, does or did your studies and your training to be like a graphic designer, did it affect the way you create art? Because from 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 my perspective of a graphic designer, it's always uh, solving a problem. There mm. is always a need and you come in, do your magic and the problem is solved, full stop, go to the next one. But I guess for art, it's a bit uh, more process driven. It's a bit uh, slower. Like to, mm. to me, the idea of art or to create art is a slower process. Mm. Sometimes there might not be a need for it. You just have this innate uh, desire to create and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So do you think your, your training as a graphic designer, like you need to have that particular headspace to, to switch. You, some, sometimes the clients don't have all day. Sometimes the clients don't have the time to give you to solve it. Like that's, there's a bit of urgency that you think it has affected or adversely affected uh, the way you create art. Hmm. I think it's, I guess it's helped and not helped at the same time. Like, um, doing, doing things for others is always kind of like, um, you always realize like, you always have like a priority list and you always, um, you always have to have your client in mind. Mm. You have to, also be um, very aware of the, your, your your timeline and things like that. So there, there are certain like aspects that definitely help when you create your own things. Because you when you create your own things, you also need like a certain level of discipline, which I feel like just having some sort of like a structured environment or like something that's commercial based because there's, there's, there's a time limit on it would would help you in we'll push you in the right yeah, direction yeah, hopefully <laughs> yeah for sure yep. yeah but on the flip side the negative side I guess would be um, 
Um, what would the negative side be? I guess everything feels like uh, everything feels like it's like it's it's become like a point based kind of system whereby it feels like there is a good or not good mm. kind of end result. Yep. And you don't want to be in the headspace when you're doing your own work. I feel like it's kind of like passing any sort of judgment on your work. It's it shouldn't it shouldn't be the case because if if I didn't have this mindset, then I would just create. Yeah. You know, it would just be like one after the other after the other. Mm. So I wouldn't like the past wouldn't affect me and like what I'm gonna create next is just going to be what it is and I'm gonna move on and things like that. So that's that's kind of like uh something that like I realized later that I'm trying to put into like commercial work whereby you know in that in whatever like parameters that I have whatever variables I have I would just do the best and then I'll move on to the next thing and not worry about like obviously it needs to pass so that you can collect that check but <laughs> but I try not to like have this like grading system mm. at the back of my head whether ah oh, is this an A for the for the client or not like you know I'm just trying to like whether is it good or not it's kind of like I want it to be so like internally processed that I don't even like realize it anymore it's kind of like you're just having a meal and then it's the next meal and then it's the next thing yep. it's just something that you have to do you, you have to tie your shoelaces you have to get out the door it's kind of it's just a it's just a long process that you've just got to do many off and then it's just kind of it just mm-hmm. goes goes by you know yeah so I'm trying to kind of like just adopt that mentality and kind of like uh, unlearn this sort of like perception of what's good and what's not good yeah it's just kind of what it is and you're just moving it along and yep. you just you just at the end of the day you just want to do as much as possible yeah and then you just let the body of work like uh, you know whatever it is is for other people to say yeah not for the person in the driver's seat to kind yep. of like figure out like you know what it is yep yeah. I think unlearning is a very interesting word to consider because I think it's be- becoming increasingly more common that mm. people realize that there are actually things you should unlearn. Like not mm. everything that you hear, because the mind's a very good net. Net in a way that it traps whatever you hear, whatever people tell you, yeah. like everything. And it's very good sometimes to 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 actually take a step back and to consider like, hey, is this particular train of thought or is this particular framework, is it good for me? If it's not good for me, <laughs> you better spend some time to unlearn it because it yeah. will adversely affect either consciously or subconsciously how you you feel the world. Yes, I feel that. Like, <clears throat> and like, I don't think you can, hopefully it's not too late when you realize there are certain things that you need to reconsider or you need to think about why you are thinking a certain way. But yeah, I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you kind of experience in life that you don't think much of and then it kind of like accumulates and mm. it's just you don't really understand and like you you haven't really processed like why you, th- why you think a certain way you know mm. it, it's not like it's not just for art it's just in general yep. like everything in life yep. yeah 
curious to know, do you subscribe to <laughs> any type of philosophies? Is it something that of interest you're in? Yeah. Philosophies. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I do. I mean, there are probably a lot of like things that I live by. Um, nothing that's that I can like specifically like point out. Yeah. Um, but I guess I feel like it's important for me mm-hmm. and I think for everyone to kind of like, um, uh, do things for themselves, kind of like have their own work. Cause it's, it's quite, a, I guess it's quite an uncommon thing, especially like in my parents, in our parents, uh, generation whereby you're kind of like, part of like the system right whereby you're just like this battery and then you're just there to service like the larger machine but I feel that like if you don't like do something for yourself whether is it like art or like I don't know just whatever that um interests uh, you yeah, yeah shapes your identity then I feel you just be like lost you know you you just kind of at some point whether you know you're in your 40s 50s 60s you just realize like you know you have that like existential like crossroad whereby you're just wondering like like the meaning of things and like it's the traditional midlife crisis (laughs) yeah yeah so i think it's 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 important to kind of like start doing things for yourself because in that way through that process you kind of like uh, understand yourself because there's no way you can do things for yourself without trying to figure out like yourself at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just part of the whole process of like, of of, of doing that. You know? I think it's two different challenges. One of which the most important challenge really is <laughs> to figure out yourself. Yeah. 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 I think, I feel like this generation, like the- <laughs> It's not like an old you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> But I mean, like, you, you see a lot of TV and you see a lot of, like, you know, the teen the teen genre, right? The coming-of-age mm-hmm. genre. You see, like, the Gen Z portrayal. It's, like, it's so different from, like, the teen portrayal, like, maybe 10 years ago. It's, it's just changed so much. Mm-hmm. And I feel, like, because of the generosity of the previous generation, it's given us time for us to, like, process, like, like like bigger concerns whether is it your your own identity or whether is it like any sort of like crisis that's happening like everything is being like shared and like put on the table to talk about Mm. and things so there's a lot of like self-discovery and like um it's just been like a more enlightening process I feel for like the next generation that's coming up and I'm sure it will keep going because like as we like advance and progress like like life is not going to be that not going to be as hard as like the previous generation you know yeah so yeah I feel like 
I feel like I keep going on this tangents. Then I keep forgetting what's your like base question. But I hope like I love tangents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting what's the the, the question. But hopefully, I've uh, answered it. No, it's, it's it's cool because I think it's interesting that 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 you will say that because I think technology exists to only go one direction. I don't think okay, good technology, adopted technology will only go one direction, and it seems as though the pace would compound upon itself faster and faster and I think the question of which the next generation or the current generation they do have things easier to a certain degree but I think I will also say that they are I think tasked or even faced with a different set of challenges so you going back to what you said about I would agree that the parents generation they have a different challenge because let's say we talk about locally we're in Singapore and I, I would say that a lot of pe- a lot of individuals from that time because of how information is so slow and it's probably like from one or two really main sources um I think the view of the world is not as vast thankfully we yep. we have the internet or we were the generation that uh kind of saw the birth of the internet and saw it Okay, not sort of both things, but sort of the, the internet being widely adopted. I think it's two different things. And thankfully, we can, we were savvy enough to access the internet because I think I personally feel that one of the, of the, one of the biggest, um, uh, like really saddening points is this, is to see how people of the older generation, they are not in tune with the internet at all. Mm. That, that, that is pretty sad because you can imagine if the internet was present during their time, things would be different. Like yeah. how it was during us and how it is like with the, the next generation. But yeah. they're also faced with different challenges. Like the security is there, they can see, but it's like they are faced with increasingly more, I guess, uh, how would I say it? Human challenges. Mm. Like I think the question right now is with regards to the use of social media, how pervasive is it? How, uh, how private are things usually are? I mean, mm-hmm. you don't really have to consider last time like your information being spread online or spread in the newspaper because yep. if you haven't done anything, you're basically like a, you're not known. But right now, I think because of how the internet remembers things and how easy it is to to to, to track or even to 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 research something or someone, I think that is quite a primary concern moving forward. Yeah, like mm. how there are there are trains of thoughts and there are challenges that are on the cuffs and it's always constantly going to come up but whether we are wise enough to tackle them or whether we are quick enough to find solutions to them I think that's a different story yeah mm. I feel that parenting is going to be fucking difficult parenting it's as, as time goes <laughs> yeah. okay yeah because like how our parents back then used to tell us not to game too much but you will <laughs> find a way you'll log in you'll meet strangers and you talk to them like your own friends I think right now it's exemplified with the way you can communicate to people across the globe and you can meet basically strangers and I feel like our brains are keeping up are trying to keep up mm-hmm. yeah because mm-hmm. the brain takes years ages to, to evolve well yeah. we're not used to 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 having so much I feel mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so it will it's it's like from I think from like the 2010s onwards I think it's gonna be a interesting experiment <laughs> oh it yeah. has been a very interesting experiment because we think about it this way like they released like the social media thing and it's it's good it has its plus plus points like you get information so much but now we're, now we're saying hey maybe it's not that good but then you have like what three generations of people like being affected by it the real ramifications will only 
uh, manifests years down the road. It's yeah. like, oh, it's like, sorry. Okay, move on. It's like, yeah. okay, interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely curious about like how it'll look like in like 40, 50 years time. Like, it, like when all, like when social media and like how we, um, how we, uh, experience social media to to kind of be like really normalized you know because I feel now it's still it's still very um it's still very pervasive in a sense how it it, it affects us uh on a daily basis if you if you are on social media a lot mm. I feel like it's it, it can be quite um it can it definitely is is harmful to a certain extent yeah you know? as much good as it has it it is definitely like um, has its negative sides yep. and and, but I still feel that like <clears throat> when something is this good and this um uh, it connects so many people right and mm. creates such a big big community I feel like there's definitely more upside to like downside and I just can't wait to see how it's gonna evolve such that it becomes as as normalized as like the newspaper you know like mm. just very very kind of like we are like way more evolved to like to kind of be affected by what, what goes on like we'll just read it like literally like it's news like it's yep. just yeah yeah I can't wait for for that what type of uh, science fiction scenario do you subscribe to do you subscribe to the Ready Player Ones? Do you subscribe <laughs> to the Gibson uh, Neuromancer? <laughs> Do you subscribe to the the more dystopic kind, the the 1984s and the uh, the Brave New Worlds? <laughs> I think I think uh, I feel like the closest one would probably be be her. Okay, you know that that kind of future feels quite tangible. Could you describe that? Because I'm not too familiar with her. Yeah. Um, uh, it's the one with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, Spike Jones directed Mm -hmm. it. So it's, it's very, um, how can I describe it? Um, how do you make it feel? There are a lot of, it's a bit depressing. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite depressing. Like everyone's, yeah, I guess they haven't really managed social media well. And like, it's become uh it's gotten to a point whereby like social interactions are very are handled by AI and you kind of I guess you're kind of lonely a lot. Okay. Isolated a lot. Yeah. I I think definitely there'll be like people like that. Um it sounds like today <laughs> yeah I, I guess it does yeah that's why it's it's kind of like it's kind of that's why it feels so tangible um yeah i think yeah i don't know like at the same time so as much as i see like like i can envision this kind of isolation i also feel like like the next generations have been more uh they embrace kind of like outdoor stuff more than like my generation for some reason mm. like the pendulum swings back la, basically. yeah yeah like <laughs> like because of this overdose like we just know how to like self-heal and to realize that you know you need to kind of like be offline and you, you need to go like 
go on hikes or yep. go on bike uh bike trips and stuff. Yep. So it's it's kind of like whether we consciously do it or not, it's just I guess human beings will kind of figure things out. Yeah. I think one of the most interesting observations I've noticed about uh let's say people, let's say 20 or younger, like the next generations we're talking about, it's like they are very quick to recognize that these are just tools because it's yeah. kind of like the only thing they, they grew up with. They didn't grow up with, let's say, uh, mailboxes or like dollar. Like mm, mm. we grew up with that mm. and we were, were present on the fact that there was the analog years and now there's the digital years, but they yeah. grew up only knowing this yeah. and it's only, go, only, gonna, only going to go one way. So I think that could perhaps describe as to why uh, they recognize that those are just tools to perhaps to promote yourself, pro- perhaps to to garner, uh, get an audience, get a following for particular career reasons. But ultimately, it's, it's just tools. Yes, and yet, I would yes. agree. Like the pendulum seems to be swinging the other way, where they are more uh, conscious about like uh, humanistic efforts, like mm. the environment and stuff like that. Most of which flew past. I think people from our generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it because like, is it because we were just really like smitten by like, like the onset of all this like new technology that, you know, we we kind of, we kind of just wanted to to hang out more on like I don't know last time it was more Facebook right, mm. more. Yeah, for some reason, I can't even, like, I don't remember any of my friends saying, like, hey, let's go for a hiking trip, like, mm. on the weekend. Like, going for nature walks and stuff, and, like, all this, like, overall, like, wellness has just been, I don't think it's going to be, I think it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's, a, it's just a fad. Like, I think there are a lot of, like, offline things that are, like, because... Online is just so saturated. There are just like this balancing act that's happening with like offline activities. Yeah. And like, yeah, there are just so many things to do that like I didn't realize you could do in Singapore. <laughs> Definitely. I think yeah. I I think to your point, I think there weren't any let's go hiking, but I think there were more there were a lot more offline activities, I would say, like soccer, bas- the, the the sports, basically. I think mm, those mm. Were, were more available back then. Yeah. But I think for our generation, it's more of the fascination with, oh, you could just log into, let's say, Diablo, and you could play with your friends, and yeah. you go to the land shop, you can just sing like five hours in there. I think yeah. there was that initial fascination. I think when WoW came up, I think that was where a lot of the the, the interest came in because you can, first, you can go online, you can play with your friends mm-hmm. um, if you have a good enough internet and stuff like that. And you can play people overseas. I think that was more of the novel concept in the early 2000s when it first came up. Yeah. And I think after a while, yeah, things things will change because the the, the common paradigm for, for, for people like in your 20s and you're doing that, it's like, yes, you can do that. But what's next? Pe- people just tend to think what comes after this. And then that I think that is, that kind of describes how people pull back People want to experience more of the offline one, and that's where oh, let's go. Uh, I don't know, like like go to the beach, yep, uh, yep. go hiking and stuff like that. So yep. I think hopefully things will, will equalize. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it would. Yeah, for at least like a certain amount of people, it would. I feel. Yeah, yeah. Do you are you conscious about 
your habits with regards to uh, consumption, meaning consumption of the same media, being uh, online for X number of hours and stuff. Are you conscious of that or? I try to be. Um, <laughs> Usually when people start with I try to be, it's yeah. usually not a good sign. Like Instagram is always telling me that like my daily limit is up. <laughs> okay. Hopefully not within like the first three hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I usually set it for like 15 minutes. Okay. So like try to use it for 15 minutes and then like time's up. So you'll always send me a reminder. Yep. Uh, but like I try not to go on it especially like before I sleep and things like that but I think I'm handling it okay yeah I think I think when when I'm uh, in a good place when when I like when I'm when I feel like I'm at my most like creative sort of mind mindset um, I would forget to check my phone and and that's like that's the that's the state that I'm always aiming for like the elusive you know. flow state <laughs> not exactly a flow state but like I'm just excited you know and and like like last time when I used to drink coffee it's like when you drink coffee you know you know that like 10 minutes after you drink your coffee you just get like excited about like possibilities yeah that's kind of like the kind of mindset that I want to capture uh, and I, yeah, I just look forward to to more moments like that, and and yeah. Sounds like you just described a very good coffee ad, dude. Ten minutes drink my coffee, I feel excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you, it's like, yeah, because yeah, I just like recently told you that 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 I I. I stop drinking coffee so like I'm just trying to recount it and it's just so romantic like <laughs> whole feeling it's of so like <laughs> especially on like that Saturday morning whereby like you know the day is free and you just need like a wake me up and yep. just to get on with the day and like that coffee in the morning <laughs> and then you're just like fucking excited to like get on with the day you know that oh, that I really miss it like I'm kind of like three to four weeks off caffeine now mm. so yeah I'm just trying to to get that back that feeling of like just being excited to like uh, do stuff yeah. speaking of this excitement to create um, as of right now is there a particular uh, headspace or mindset that you feel that you will want to start creating yeah or what is the okay what is the ideal headspace yeah. ideal headspace yeah um, like do you have to do you have a certain ritual like you have to set I don't know your, your pants a certain way or you play a certain music what was it like I think what is I think it's not so much of like the physical stuff although I think like if I really were to like change up my desk setup I think it would help it would be like inspiring <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. but like right now I think it's okay it's quite minimal um uh but in terms of ritual, I think to get there to be in that right like headspace, I would need to kind of have that um, that nice level of stress, whereby okay. you're not. It's not like you have nothing on your calendar to do, mm. but at the same time, it's just manageable. You know, you kind of like you're just working very hard, like maybe four to five hours a day, doing like things that are not yours. Mm. Then. The other hours, 
you know you feel like oh you deserve those those other hours to like do your own shit so i think like that kind of balance would be really good and like if the commercial stuff cannot be so like doesn't cause such a big burden in terms of like you know sometimes you have like a lot of future deadlines so there's all these things looming then you kind of like ah uh, you have all this like dread to do it yeah, it's like a, it's like a weight yeah so that's 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 not so good like, I guess and yeah I I realized that it's when you don't exactly have all the time to do your own things mm-hmm. that makes the time that when you get to do your own things like more uh, it becomes more conducive to do it because you feel like you know you gotta be you gotta be nice to that time that you have to to create stuff it's so I guess paradoxical yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine being like totally free and like doing my own things although like I guess I can kind of visualize it it might be quite a, kind of nice but it's just getting used to it when like you know you you have reached that kind of financial freedom whereby you can um you can be very selective with your jobs and then uh, outside of that you can do your own thing I think that that would be like I mean everyone's every artist like ideal scenario right yep yeah so going back to what we initially talked about uh, identity of course yeah going back he's drinking a beer okay (laughs) going back to 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 what you initially talked about identity and knowing yourself I'm just curious to know uh, would you say that your art does this for you it helps you discover yourself part two of the question is what has your art taught you about yourself hmm um it's definitely like trying to not be too critical over like what i'm doing and to you know like like what i was saying is to kind of like just be creating things and to be kind of going on to the next thing and not be too like critical whether is it good or bad like there's no grading system it's only about like doing doing the next thing and doing the next thing and so on and so forth so Sorry, what was the question? Does your art help you discover things about yourself? Or discover things about myself? What has um, it taught you about yourself? Discover about myself? Probably, but... Hmm, I'm trying to think. Um, about myself. Or it informs your identity, yeah. Um... I think it brings me closer, like as of now, it brings me closer to uh, my interest points and things that like, that I feel joy in creating. So I'm not trying to be too over analytical about it. I'm just trying to be um, stuck in the process of like, um, actively doing things. Mm. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm trying to just I don't think it's really taught me one thing but I'm just trying to make sure that everything I do there's some kind of joy in it mm-hmm. yeah and not figure out like oh what does that joy accumulate to at the end of the day like what's the big picture like I don't think I have that kind of foresight um, but like I definitely feel like if you're not doing something because you have some sort of satisfaction or joy then um, you need to kind of like reassess that at the end of the day uh, so for me right now I think like I'm kind of on track I guess like I've 
I'm always doing things that like I'm interested in and if not I try to stop doing those things uh, and then figure out like what's this pattern of like my interest and why am I doing it like yep. at the end of the day kind of like not really it shouldn't be spotlighted it should just be like something you reflect on when you're like in the shower and stuff you know <laughs> taking a dump <laughs> yeah yeah did yeah. it take a while for you to to get to this particular state of i, I would say equilibrium <clears throat> like it, it's quite a balance right now so did it take a while for you to get to this particular stage did anything uh did, did anything you hear or watch did it inform like this particular mindset you have right now i think probably like we are definitely like a uh, accumulation of like many different like uh experiences i can't i can't point to anything specifically but um it's just all these lived um experiences and like i think for me a lot of i con i consume quite a lot of film mm. so if anything that probably like helps my mind like wonder and to kind of like reflect and things like that yeah i want to talk about uh the art that you create so i'm curious to know <coughs> what what are some of the influences uh specifically like is is contributing to your art what are you thinking about because yeah what what, what are you thinking about behind uh, the the stuff that you create um so like i feel like i've gone through like different phases and like i feel like the common the common thing about like when i'm creating stuff it's i realize like i cannot do too much of like the same thing like i feel like i need to um move on like or i feel like it's been like like i'm repeating myself in some way what do you mean so, the same thing um whether is it style or like subject matter things that i'm drawing like <clears throat> because i'm i'm trying i think i think too hard about like what i want to draw sure. and i feel like i think that's many people's kind of like uh uh um encounter when you know you're, you're always figuring out oh what should i draw fair you know yeah. but so i'm just trying to i'm just trying to be to not like overthink it and to just like really draw things that interest me yeah so interest needs to be there for me to sustain that x amount of hours that i'm going to be putting into the work so it's like i try i try to think about like whether this could sustain me doing like if i need to put two hours into this or i need to put a few days into this is it going to be sustainable is it like interesting enough for me to invest that time yep or is it just going to be like abandoned like halfway so like that's the only thing that I try to actively like think about other than that is like I try to trust my intuition more yeah as I grew older I feel like trusting your intuition is like the most important thing because um, if you are like 
if you are like um, art trained, mm. it feels it feels like you're always answering to someone, whether it's your teachers or like after you graduate, your clients. So it feels like there are there are like this um, gatekeepers in a way whereby like sorry, my mind is wandering. <laughs> I think it's the beer, but <laughs> but the beer is also helping. It's keeping me loose. Um, that they are influencing or informing your art, even though years down the road that they um, they're not there anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I just feel like the more I create, um, the more it helps me regain my own agency in my work, and. I think that's the that's that's probably the like the biggest thing that I've learned or that helped me. Like doing more of your own things just naturally gives you more agency over your own things mm. and it um builds on your intuition, like your confidence. Yep. Every single thing like basically just do things for yourself. <laughs> and like just good things will follow if you don't like be too harsh on yourself. Yeah. It sounds almost like a meditative practice because it, it goes beyond just Oh, I am doing an illustration because it it seems as though and it sounds as though that you are I think more in tune with what you personally want and not uh as as you mentioned, like people that the the, the baggage of, of like voices and mm. anything that you have collected along the what they want. Yeah. Actually what you want. And I think it forms what we talked about earlier about the identity, like who who is John, basically. Yes, yes. Ultimately that question. Yeah. Which is which people might argue is really like one of the only question that is is worth asking, like who is X, who is the yes. individual? Yes. All the other questions kind of pale in comparison to that because I think once you uh, are cognizant really of the fact that uh, who you are, mm. I think it gives you your own agency. I think the word is agency ultimately mm. to to go and pursue what you want. Yes. Unfortunately, they don't teach that in school. <laughs> yes. It's, it's it's something that you have to. I don't know. Um. You find of, out? Yeah, you kind of have to like realize it in a in a very like Doctor Strange kind of like you're in in that temple kind of, you know, <laughs> you just kind of have to just be by yourself to kind of like know these things. Yep. Um Yeah, it's it's funny, it's because like we are in this like whole um we just like like schools and all are just meant to like make you into like batteries to be part of a system and like because of that everything needs to be graded and everything needs you need to be like a such and such battery so that you'll fit that 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 mold mm. and because of that we kind of lose our identity because we are like we're just we're just trying to like fit the brief you know like yeah <laughs> it's a very good way of looking at it yeah <laughs> just trying to fit the brief even back in school <laughs> yeah you, you just you're just kind of like before you know who you are you have to fit this other person's like like uh, criteria yeah, and, yep. and, and whatsoever yep. yeah so i think that's that's really harmful like hopefully i mean everything that you can learn i feel like you don't need to go to school for mm. and school should really just like embrace um like individuals and to kind of like build on like their identity and things like that which sadly it's it's not going to be the case especially in singapore i think yeah everything is going to be graded everything is 
um, it's just so like zero and one, you know. I, I would agree. And I think if you ask me this particular question about, I guess, the education system in Singapore, I would give you a different answer maybe years ago. But I feel that in 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 thinking about, uh, I think my own education, I mm. think it is ultimately beneficial, mm. but it is also important to recognize that it's not the end or be all. Yes. First of all, it is just a tool in your arsenal. And I think it also gives informs me of the perspective, like, okay, it has taught me how to to memorize things. It has yeah, taught me how yeah. to regurgitate things. Yeah. But in, in in considering what is lacking, at least I know what I like. Mm. And when you're cognizant of the fact that you know what you lack, it is up to the word of the day agency for you to go and pursue it. Yeah. So I guess in, in, in thinking about it in that uh, way, it is helpful. But yeah. the problem is that they just package it to you wholesale and they don't, yeah. they don't inform you. Or yeah. maybe it's the parents' jobs or the individual's job. It's, you can pass the buck around, but ultimately I think it's up to the individual to figure out. It is ultimately still a journey. It yeah. is ultimately still... Um, still a task really to, to to just be cognizant of the fact that oh whatever you have learned in school is it helpful is it not helpful that's entirely debatable yeah. but it's also important to realize that it is just one step out of the flight of stairs that you have to climb yeah, to for sure. at the end point to figure out who you are and mm. then that's where really the journey begins <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah I think that's very true so you, you talked about films um being uh, something that you consume quite regularly mm. Is there a particular reason why the the medium of film entices you as compared to let's say music or like uh, other things? I think it's the most um, appetizing kind of thing that you can consume in like, like, you know, you're, it's like, it's just long enough for you to like, sustain their interest and as well as for you to like learn something from for you to like get your mind like working in like like two hours i feel like it's it's a pretty good although like 90 minutes is the ideal length for a film that's my that's my preference mm. um but like to convey like all those ideas like you get everything from film you see you like you get music you get like art you get like all sorts of like visual like stimulus yeah stimulus like it's just it's just great and then there's like an overall like the spine of it it's like you know the the screenwriting and and everything so the story and like yeah it's just it's an all-in-one kind of like uh it's an all-in-one kind of like goodie that you you don't really there's nothing else you can compare it to like there's nothing that 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 services that same uh the same need mm. i feel like listening to music is kind of like i would listen to music when i do my work or like when i'm traveling but i wouldn't i wish i could like just sit down and just listen to music yeah but i've never had that 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 inclination it just wasn't like natural to mm-hmm. me yeah what are some films that you've watched more than once um uh stuff by the Coen brothers uh 
Uh, and I really love The Matrix for sure. Uh, All three of them? Um, no, just the first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just wanted to check because <laughs> there's been a lot of talk about I think the, the second and the third one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The first one is still a, is still a banger. Yeah. yeah. Um, what age do you watch that? Or first watch that? Um, I would like to think that I watched it in, in cinema. <laughs> you would like to think that? Yeah, you can't I remember? Would, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Like, I was like, what, 14 years old? Yeah. But yeah. did it hit differently like when you rewatched it at a, at a later age? For, for sure. I think, I think, like, I think I watch it once, at least once every year. Wow. It's still fun. Like, okay, so I've like certain genres that I like a lot. Like, sci fi is definitely one of them. Coming of age, thriller, mystery. Mm. Uh, generally, like, things in these four boxes, I would, um, they, they just have like this like I'll, I'll just definitely have a bias towards it mm. it's just like it's just those rides that I want to take you know mm, mm, when you go to a theme park you know you want to hit that specific yep. rides because like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what you're going to get yep. yeah so uh, yeah those for sure and um, yeah definitely when I was younger like I really love Toy Story a lot like I just love that franchise like I'm I'm really amazed that like they managed to no. Okay. <laughs> I actually think that like it's amazing how they 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 kept it off at three. Mm. I thought four was gonna be bad, but then four was actually like okay. It was okay. Is it okay slapping leaning towards bad or okay leaning towards good? Um actually everything by Pixar hasn't been really like there's nothing that's been like terrible. Okay. Like nothing atrocious basically. Yeah. Do you, do you have any like things that you hate from from Pixar? Not off the top of my head really. I don't okay. I actually don't watch a lot of films. Okay. I watch in in recent times more analysis of films. Oh. I will read the Wikipedia. Okay. Let's say if uh there is a particular film I like or I'm interested in. I won't watch it. Mm. I'll just read I'll just watch a couple of video essays uh -huh. of the analysis of it and a different symbology and I'll just, okay, I will lock whatever that is and uh -huh. then I'll move on. <laughs> but then you'll get like all the spoilers and everything yeah, before actually yeah, watching. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm more interested in the information. So I'll watch, right. let's say, uh, let's say Hereditary. Okay, hereditary. Oh I watched, man, you didn't watch it. You watched the. the I watched essay. The, the, the. I watched the different essays of it. I watched oh. the the director's interview. Okay. I watched everything around it except the film. <laughs> Why is it because like you're afraid to commit for that two hours or? I think the, I, I I used to think that, but I listened to to podcasts and different things for so like three three to four hours. So it's definitely not that. But I think I'm more interested in the thought into it. I'm yeah. more interested in the thoughts after it, but I'm not in that interested in the product now. Right. So I'll listen to, as I said, all the peripheral things around it. Yeah. I'll spend a lot of time there. I'll think yeah. about it. I'll look at uh, what he has done before. Uh -huh. but I won't watch the product. Right. Okay. That's 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 fascinating. Like, okay. Yeah. So you're you're just you're just trying to find like you just want to get to the crux of like a lot of things in general, right? Like that's that's one way to look at it. I'm more interested in the mind map as to how he he let's say, like let's say if there's a scenario he introduces, mm -hmm. what are the different branching things, and he will go there. That I'm just interested to see that, and yeah. then the post analysis is how uh, people were to to take that and and to interpret it. 
Yeah. Because you could watch a video essay which is like 30 minutes long and you go mm-hmm. to the next one and the guy would have a different interpretation. Yes. Whether yes. or not, and this is where the the pre, the pre-video essays or the director's cut and whatever, when he talks about it, I think that's where it differs. So you just see what's the, I'm, I'm more interested in seeing what how the director thinks yep. or the, 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 the guy who's in charge of the story and what were uh, the steps he took la, to, mm. to tell the story. Because mm. yes, the, the visuals are amazing and everything plays a part, but that's where the, the video essay covers it. And if you cover the initial storyline, that's basically the whole film. You see the whole skeleton, yeah. And the skeleton and the nervous system really. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Because everything else, yes, it's a very nice package, but yeah, everything else is, is, is just there. I like to see what goes on behind. Yeah. Have can you remember um what's the most recent like video essay and like interview that you have seen that you can remember? I watched uh so I'm not that into film per se. Yeah. I'm more in- into games. So okay. I recently watched uh a vi- I watched yes, I think I watched a video essay on Genshin Impact. I don't know if you know that game. It's 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 a it's a highly controversial game because it it has similar looks to Zelda, like okay. Breath of the Wild, another franchise, mm-hmm. and it's it has gacha elements to it. Basically, you 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 pay real money for in-game currency to unlock different things. Mm. So I watched like a, a video essay about a guy. Uh, initially, he was very put off by it because okay. I'm, I'm sure you realize games used to be you pay one time and you get the product and you play for however you want. But right now, I think twenty years later, things are uh, game, games. How how games are monetized is very different. Yeah, like you can they can give you the game for free, but they release like uh, loot boxes for you to get skins and stuff like that, and it's it's very divisive. So I watched a video essay on that, mm. but th- the the conclusion was that he it, he he's fine with it. Yeah. Okay. And okay. I watched uh, another video essay on Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. That was like four hours. Oh my god! <laughs> you watched it all. Yeah, I watched it all because <laughs> it's it's interesting how uh, and, and through that I I I encountered he 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 walked through the whole story. He talked about the bugs. He talked about uh the different storylines and how it doesn't make sense and stuff yeah. like that. Huh. Wow. Yeah. So you don't play the game. If I'm interested after, I'll play the game. So I watched. So there's a game called Sekiro. Okay. By from software. So I watch people playing through it i watch the 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 lore and the story and then i think after two years when it's on sale i picked it up and played it <laughs> i think you're just you sound like you're really uh cautious about like how you 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 want to like invest your time not exactly i think uh if if it's interesting to me Yellow, then I will want to 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 actually buy it yeah, and yeah. Okay. put time to play it. Because okay. I would agree that it's different to to actually experience it. And mm. it's yeah, so you could you could you could you could satisfy to 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 perspectives. You could satisfy the more analytical side and the more let's say if you're creative, you want to create something like that, why did they choose uh, a monk with a centipede and a centipede what does it mean in mm. because mm. Sakiro is set in ancient Japan mm-hmm. so what does sentiment mean like the s- symbolic it's more a- analytical but yeah. I think when you play it I think that's more you get to experience the sound and the soundtrack and what the, the developers uh, want you to experience there I think it's different yeah, yeah. so I would agree yeah. that some things can only be experienced yeah. but and satisfy a, a certain part of you and yeah. when you take the more analytical approach it satisfies another part of you yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I think I've only wanted to know like 
like you know for Walking Dead the like, yeah like I just wanted to if there's like a quick video kind of like tell me what happens like there is there is a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that's 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 the only cause like I can imagine like watching video essays for like or like uh, kind of recaps for like TV series where it's just too long but I mean like film film is kind of kind of like the the best like it's just a nice and like nice enough like two hour slot whereby you know you, you don't have it's not too long yeah. yeah I feel like like I used to love games but I feel like there's no end to it like you don't mm. you don't know how long is your time commitment for a game yep. and that gives me a lot of anxiety when I'm playing it Cause then like I'll be like, oh, I'm nine hours in. How long have I spent? Uh, how long do I need to spend? You know, how long is this process like? It's gonna last for, and then all that feelings will just rob me of like the enjoyment mm. of playing the game. Mm. So that's why I I need something like when I'm consuming something that's uh like I need to be really passive and I need it to be like. Uh, really const- constrained, you know, two hours and then I'm in, I'm out. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I say all that, but I do watch the Marvel films and <laughs> yeah. when 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 I do, let's say, watch stuff in the cinema, yeah, I just keep it as that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I've only like just recently like started like this whole rewatching things. Mm. So it's, it's, it's just a weird behavior to me like last time, like I, I always thought like you watch already why you want to watch again but I realised like there are just certain things that are just so good and then there's also this like after three to four years you kind of like don't really remember exactly what what happened in the show so it becomes fresh again like it's just such a joy to like yeah films are really a a huge joy for me like the best thing you can have it on a daily basis (laughs) You can, you can yeah. watch it like two times speed. You can watch multiple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just something nice to kind of like close off your day. Mm. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Is there something you watched recently that uh, surprised you? Uh, surprised me? Not really. I cannot really remember anything that's really like awesome that I've seen lately there's been a lot of like two and a half star stuff that I've watched recently like like, like your personal critique it's two and a half or is it yeah because you know like I've just been like quite diligently like logging the shows that I've watched on Letterboxd oh you're like Dion oh my god (laughs) jeez yeah yeah yeah. we we kind of follow each other Uh, fuck yeah so I've I've uh, I've just gotten into this habit of kind of like oh like just seeing like what I've watched and then what I rewatched and yeah. and just whether I liked it or not. Yeah. Do you um let's say if you like a particular director, do you make it an effort to consume what he has done? Like- yeah, so that's how I actually get so I need so I'm weird in a way whereby I cannot just put anything on to watch. Fair. Like it needs to be like whether I feel like in a very like sci-fi mood or like a very um, 90s mood or yep. 80s mood or like a mystery mood or like a specific director or a specific actor so most of the time if I watch like I don't know something by this actor and I really like his performance then I'll watch the next okay. show that he did yep. yeah so that's how I usually find like the next thing to watch for like you know the 
Yeah. But would that mean that uh, it will, there will be a bit of like hesitancy to watch something new? Uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of wasted time going into like surfing for like picking out the show. Like, I feel like I waste a lot of time doing that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I just, I'm trying, to, I'm still trying to build a system whereby like I kind of like plan out what I want to watch or like kind of categorize things into like, if I'm feeling like this, there's these options. If oh. I'm feeling like that, it's these <laughs> options. I'm still trying to get into that. Uh, but I haven't yet because yeah, I've just been like, yeah, I've just, I've got a bunch of shows. Like, it's just, sometimes it's too late. Like when it, when it gets into like the nine, 10 o'clock, then yep. I know that. To wind know, down. Uh. Yeah. So I've got like either TV shows to watch or like movies to watch. So most of the time, if it gets a bit late, then I know I just have to like watch a few episodes of whatever, you know. Are you a big um, source material buff? What I mean by that is like, let's say The Walking Dead, for example, mm -hmm. there is the the TV adaptation and there is the, the comic book. So mm -hmm. let's say for the films you've watched, do you, if there is, do you go back and find out what's the original source material and you read through like, what, what, what were some of the original intents of it? Oh, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do that and I haven't done that. Uh, the only, the only way, the, the only time where I go back to source material is probably like for Japanese uh, animations whereby like maybe the series stopped at a certain point and <sighs> hasn't finished the entire thing. But that was last time. Now I kind of just, if it's for, if it's for anime, I just try to go straight to the manga because right. it's really like condensed. There's yep. no like fat and you can really like, uh, you can you can flip through it as as quickly as you want. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, I think manga is super underrated. Yeah, it's fucking underrated. Yeah, it's like if like like when you realize a lot of the 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 novel concepts in Western films, like some of them they just lifted straight from the manga. Yeah, that's come yeah. out like two decades ago. It's like yes, yo, <laughs> what the fuck? Why, yeah. why does not more why why isn't more people like like looking into this particular and the type of like like I think from a visual perspective, brilliant. Like yeah. some of them, like I think blame is pretty brilliant. Like the the the, the landscape and the immersion that the artists uh, or the manga car they and the techniques they use yeah. it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about them coming up on like with this, let's say on a weekly or a monthly basis, that is even more ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like that's a bit. That that's a really unhealthy kind of <laughs> super unhealthy <laughs> and. The reason why I feel like I've kind of um, given up a bit on manga also as of like late is because I realized like you you need there's like it, it follows a certain uh, like formula and they really don't um, like you need to kind of sustain your audience so mm -hmm. that that means your first few chapters or whatever or you cannot have any laps whereby you are going off and like yep. you're 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 trying to like build character or whatever. <laughs> you always need to have it. It always follow a certain like, like flow. Yep. And that's why I feel like, especially for like shonen manga, it's just they're just constantly trying to reuse like a formula. Tropes, yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a bit sad. Like I haven't, I've been trying to get into manga like again, but I always like quickly lose interest. Yep. Yeah. I think it's unfortunate because as 
as quote-unquote progressive of, I don't know, futuristic as Japan might be in some ways, mm. I think the publishing sector is still pretty lagging behind because they are, uh, I guess, tied down to the to the monthly magazine, the, the Shonen yeah. Jump. Yeah. And if you don't, I think they have a very weird ranking system as yeah. to the, how many people buy the volumes. Yes, it's consumption habit and stuff like that. But if not a lot of people buy it, then they will just exit. They will just cut it halfway and they give you like, oh, you have like, X number of uh, chapters left to, to wrap it up. Yeah, and I think it results yeah. in a very weird type of publishing ecosystem and it yeah. results in very, very terrible like work environments. So, like, you, you hear of like manga cast, like, like they, they do it for X number of years and then they just burn out. Yeah. And then the story just cuts there. Even yeah. though it may be like one of the most brilliant, they just stop there and they don't want to touch it anymore because it's ridiculous. Like, like the, the, the working conditions of this particular industry that has, I guess, inspired and it's like, raking in so much money. Like if you look at the conditions for that, it's horrible. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully in the future, they would stand to benefit in a more, I think independent. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like, I think what has been popping off of in, in recent years, I think it's like the Korean and the Chinese, like uh, manhua. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've yet to get into that. I, I've got a lot of friends who like say that they, they have a lot of like good stories, especially like Tower of God or something like oh, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah, it got adapted into, I think it was, I think it was on. Uh, it was published online. Mm-hmm. Uh, same way, like uh, the the Shonen Jump published the, the manga, mm. and yeah, it got adapted into an anime. Same with I think Sweet Home. Sweet Home was the the one that came out in twenty eighteen, mm. uh, like a Korean manhwa. Yeah, it was ongoing, ongoing. I think recently it just got adapted by by Netflix as well. Mm. Yeah, I'm. Do you happen to know if like there are any like. I'm sure there are like independent like creators who are not like part of Shonen Jump that are successful, right? Like actually, nothing comes to mind. Okay. Like nothing really comes to mind because I I think that the the publishing ecosystem in Japan is a lot different from uh how it is in the West and stuff like that. Mm. I'm sure there is. There has to be. If not, it's very sad. Yeah. Like the only means of publishing is through this. Magazine, right? term, yeah. Because it feels like a very like dated kind of <laughs> way to like circulate like like manga, right? Because with internet, you can literally just publish online. You can be your own publisher yep. and you can have viewership. Yep. And if you're popular, like companies will come to you. Definitely. Like, you definitely don't need to like uh, follow this like strict kind of like turnover uh, rate that they have at, at Shonen Jump which yep. is it's not healthy la. like only only successful mangakas get to like work at their own pace like uh, like Bleacher. the guy who yeah like the guy <laughs> who did uh, Slam Dunk yep yeah but yeah for him he's like he worked on this um, samurai one the uh, Vagabond yeah Vagabond so I was just thinking about Vagabond just now yeah 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 he did it halfway and then like oh he's gonna chill on that then now he's back to real which was like so he's been like juggling this so I guess if you if you give a if you give an artist so much agency he's also he will also tend to kind of be a bit more chill yeah but I guess that's okay right I mean like it's the artist's work right I think as long as um the artist is in favorable working conditions. Yeah, yeah. And they're not stressing out. Yeah, these dudes are like 40, 50 years old. Yeah. Like, how can they be like working in such kind of like strenuous environments? It's it's crazy. Like the 
the manga industry is bad. I think the the anime industry is just as worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. It's like I hope to see the day where he would finish Vagabond. Yeah, Vagabond is a it's a very interesting series. Well, yeah, do you, do you do you keep up with it? Or? I so I I like to go bargain hunting on Carousel. <laughs> oh, okay. And I think I chanced upon uh some dudes selling like the complete volume, like the whole set. Yeah. So I just snapped it up. I read it. It's it's incredible. Like like the yeah. art inside is incredible. The way he uh, because it's a static medium after all. Mm. So the way he simulates, I think atmosphere and uh. The kinetic movements of the fight and uh, the way everything is all like framed, I think it's perfect because it's about Miyamoto Musashi. I think yep. the the legend and how he uh, like, like the process and how, how he grew up basically to, to become like so iconic. Mm. So it's not just about the fighting. I think the fighting is amazing, but it's also about his, his, his mindset and his philosophy. And I think how he came to eventually write the Book of Five Rings and stuff like that. Mm. But it stopped at a place where I think it was on his way and it's all okay. like in hiatus. And yeah. let's say if he passes, I think it's like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so even though you can go to the Wikipedia and you can read everything that is is, is quite closely related, I think there's, 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 there's a certain magic to it where this particular individual like has a, like the way he feeds his information through and the, the the pictures that come out of it is is amazing. You feel you you feel like you are actually there, like like watching them like like do battle and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's it's just amazing. Yeah, he's a master of like action scenes. I feel like how he creates like like tension in his panels and all. It's 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 really amazing. Yeah. I see that in your work that there is a lot of uh inspiration from culture. Hmm. Is is it? intentional or what what drives these particular inspirations to come up because I think some of them I think I saw like like the the iconic scene of Woody and Buzz with the rocket okay okay <laughs> yeah. yeah and yeah. amongst other things so is there a particular uh, intention as to why culture is so uh, at the forefront of your 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 art like it's immediately recognizable as to what, what is there and stuff like that I guess um, they are very, uh, like they help convey my emotions the best, I think. That's why I always use these uh, uh, motifs because I feel like whatever I'm feeling, like there is some sort of like reference point in culture that I can use to say how I feel. And these things are like, uh, they are just these, um, notes that I would um, incorporate in like my artwork so it, it just helps me express like the larger feeling that I have yeah okay yeah it's just it feels very like uh, instinctual to like tap onto all those like iconic like stuff yeah do you have a, is there a certain uh, recipe or is there a certain way that you will find all these things like in your creative process what what does it look like how i would find it um most of the time it's like something that i've experienced so it's always like i'm trying not to 
overthink the process. So I'm always trying to like make sure that my hands are busy doing something. So um if like you know there are just certain images that like you are just um that you gravitate that you gravitate to to like create. So I guess I'm just I'm just trying to like let things flow that way and just kind of follow and from one point like I wouldn't see the big picture but from one point it will just lead to something else and then like there'll be something else that comes from there so it's mm-hmm. kind of like everything is kind of like rhyming off each other so at the end of the day you just see one large like uh, poem I guess yeah oh that's interesting did it surprise you that there's a certain sense of consistency with regards to I guess the characters that are, are prevalent in, in the illustrations that you do Consistency, as in, like I, I reuse certain. Yeah, the, the, there is a certain character that keeps appearing. Right. I think right. initially, uh, yeah, I think even up to now that that you can, if if someone has been following your work for a bit, mm-hmm. then there's a certain one or two characters that keep coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm trying not to be too um to be too focused on like uh, creating a, a style mm. or like to kind of have like a signature to things. But I feel like I'm trying to let things happen naturally and if I do repeat myself, like hopefully like it, it's not too, it's not too similar to the last thing. Like I hope like I'm putting it in like, I'm still trying to like say things in a different way like just trying to reframe and reframe and reframe even though like I might be sampling like things that are similar in some ways yeah interesting you mentioned initially in this conversation about I think working at various uh, lifestyle businesses mm. before is that of particular interest to you like uh, I guess the cult- the culture and the lifestyle side of things like mm. has that always been uh, an area of fascination to you what has your experience been with it um, I think when I was younger it's definitely like I mean these industries are definitely like cooler than like say I don't know working at like something that's too corporate yeah yeah <laughs> and um, yeah it's just um, definitely like the output like in terms of like what you create will definitely be uh more lighthearted and more fun and yeah and it it's kind of i think there's a bit of overlap in terms of like my own sensibility to things like i i wouldn't do things that are too like too strict or too corporate you know so i like to collage a lot i like to like riff on things I like to reference I like to sample a lot of like 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 stuff from culture would you be yeah. able to, would, would you be able to define what does two corporate mean um I guess for for clients that are more that are not um like Clients that you got to do annual reports for, I guess. <laughs> okay. You know? Okay. You know? Um, yeah, definitely those kind of clients that are uh, 
the stuff that you don't see on like all your studios uh portfolio uh, for sure they are doing a lot of things where, whereby it's more it's more bread and butter sure yeah it's it's like from um the different places that i've been i realized like it's it's always nicer to find a brand that you like and to kind of service that brand only be like an in-house rather than to be a vagabond <laughs> and kind of service like different clients and you never know what you're going to get and you never like like it's 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 very one night stand la. it's right. every single you know you're, you're not going to develop like a long term relationship with with one brand and most of the time like when you give when a client signs off on that like you don't know how is it going to turn out like how is he going to manage the thing that you have yep. given him yep. so yeah that's that's what i realized like what's 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 enjoyable definitely it's it's just that i get to create like more quote-unquote fun stuff rather than things that are too strict yeah so would you say like today you're no longer working at these uh i guess institutions of culture and stuff like that would you say that you are uh outside of it or are you still like actively like involved in elements of culture like are you still interested in yeah the, 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 the same things yeah uh for sure i mean like if there are opportunities that that come again like hopefully i'll get to be in it but i don't know i feel like i feel like i'm getting too old maybe fair i feel like there's like a new generation that needs to do these things like a new perspective on things and right now i'm kind of like 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 my my day job is kind of like just paying the rent and then uh, my after hours are kind of like for me and I'm just trying to like do more things for myself mm. yeah and just be very like in tune with the process and be very accepting of the process and stuff like that yeah do you think having because I believe uh, you have done collaborations with I think only is only yeah only, only. before so mm. Do you think that uh, being able to 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 collaborate and to work on uh, products with uh, I think brands in that are heavily involved in culture, like let's say like streetwear brands and stuff like that, do you think they present a different type of energy as compared to I think working with like a cafe or something like that? Do you think they have a different uh, I think what I have right now is starting point? Like they have a very different vibe to 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 what is actually possible. Mm, I. I think it depends very it depends on the client depends on the the project okay yeah everything is I think everything is like quite unique in itself the the challenges that it, it poses and things like that so yeah it, it like no two projects that I've done are that similar I think okay yeah so ultimately it, it still depends on the variables of the project yeah yeah was there a recent collaboration that you did that you enjoyed? Collaboration? Um, not really. Nothing that I can remember specifically. Mm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of collaborations, even with like the time where I was in Hypebeast, um, the collaborations, the the collaborations aren't as collaborative as 
<laughs> as you think. Fair. Like a lot of times it's kind of like you're just doing it by yourself and then you're just passing it along. Fair. Yeah. So <clears throat> I haven't really got to collaborate with anyone that's really like uh, you know, like wow, like awesome time that we spent together. <laughs> no. But is this something that let, let's say for the art side of things is mm-hmm. this something that you are looking to do perhaps in the future or do you solely want it to be like an individual practice um i think i'll i think i'm open to anything but i just wanna i guess yeah i'm i'm kind of open to anything and yeah i'm 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 not uh averse to like working with 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 anyone but I definitely would be more selective if it's if it um uh if it's concerning like my own work and not like my commercial work. Mm. So I'll I'll definitely be uh like I wouldn't want to work with someone that has like different values. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically when it comes to my own work, because yeah, I wouldn't want to compromise on that. Yeah. So, having been in the industry for a bit, mm-hmm. do you think, or do you have an opinion on whether the commerciality of things do they affect a certain part of the artistic vision? Uh yeah, for sure. I mean, there are definitely. They're definitely um like your I feel like the vision for things usually comes with like a certain kind of perspective on like the commercial value of it. So it, it's kind of one in the same, if you ask me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You cannot do things that are too crazy, that are not feasible, that you know that are not commercially viable. It it just won't fly. Yeah, unless you're a Kanye. Yes, unless you're <laughs> Kanye. Yeah. So you need that that the level of trust and I guess a certain amount of uh chaos to 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 kind of command that, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Interesting. So what is uh you you mentioned initially what is Steady Studio? Um. So we are like a branding, uh, branding agency, I guess you would you would call that. Um, but it's just the two of us, and we're just um, we've just been taking on like a lot of uh, smaller projects and and things like that. Like since since last year when when COVID hit, mm. so we we've just been like doing some small things here and there. Um, yeah, uh, some branding some uh social media stuff stuff like that yeah. why the why the decision to to step out and do steady um so what was the impetus for it it was actually my friend's kind of like persistence in it <laughs> <laughs> i just want, i just wanted to chill <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i just wanted to do my own thing for a bit actually and then he kind of asked me whether I want, we we should do this, and uh, I kind of like just went along, and and, and yeah, we just 
been doing it for is it like more of the same for you or do you like look do, do you like are you able to do different things um i think more of the same okay yeah still a lot of like graphic design art direction some creative direction yeah do you think that the the appetite of which the client uh, wants something creative do you think that that's changing because it's funny you mentioned annual reports just now because mm-hmm. I've seen some really um artistic annual reports mm, and it mm. seems that uh, there is an inclination I think for the client to, to present uh, those things in that way yep. so I'm just curious to know like f- based on your experience in I guess the more uh, graphic design side of things like mm. is there like a like a shift in how I think the clients are, are more willing to try something more artistic mm. I think there are definitely clients that uh they're open to to suggestions rather than to be too conservative. Uh, yeah, I guess I I think every client's kind of different. Yeah, Fair. to me, like I haven't met a client that's too um, that's too conservative or too strict. I yeah, I don't think they would look for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I guess right now you are kind of wearing different hats la. you have the artistic practice and you have the studio hmm. and you have to be like the business owner of the studio as well yeah anything else <laughs> no I think that's okay. <laughs> that, that's it yeah yeah yeah. that's that's uh, enough is there me. ever an interest to to direct your own films um, I've thought about writing script writing yeah script writing doing just just doing like the outline and stuff for film and yeah that, that's definitely something I would like to uh, pursue like when I have more time <laughs> okay. yeah I, I think it I think it, there like creative outlets there are like just so many that we can explore like everyone can just do a lot of different things if, if like you have your foundation set. There's a lot of things you can do if you collaborate with like different people. Yeah. What are these foundations that you speak of? Um, what 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 do you think would be important for let's say a creative to have today? We're hmm. talking about foundations, right? So what what do you think it's important? I think just certain sensibilities, I guess. Um, uh. Like there are just certain like technical sensibilities as well as like uh, a certain like level of understanding of who you are as a creative. Then I feel like that's a good uh, enough like like starting point. Yeah. So we talked about certain foundational uh, skills that might be beneficial for like a younger creative today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think it is important for let's say a younger creative to just perhaps uh work in the 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 professional industry for a bit just to get a hang of things before 
perhaps deciding what they want to do because I think it's 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 usually like a question like oh I just I just graduated from school like do I go straight freelancing because there's a lot of tools and it seems like a viable career solution or perhaps should I just join an agency and and figure it out that way so so what is your thought to that perhaps you could share uh some some perspective on it because it seems like you're doing both you, you set up your own business to do like a lot more corporate stuff but in a way you are doing a lot of the art as well it's like Freelancing is like both sides. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so the question is whether like, like we should be working like- Do you think it's important to, 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 to gain perhaps not just the skills of designing, but what are some other like intangible skills that were important? We talked about discipline. How does one learn discipline? <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think that like you can learn more on the job rather than like going to school. So like, I mean, if I can like set the curriculum, I would definitely do like one semester like studying, then like one semester like internship and like keep doing that like for three years. So you really get like a sense of like the industry and like school is only there for you for you to kind of like um it's just there as a safe space to kind of like help you along and it's not really there to like grade you or anything and then you pick up like the real like industry skills uh, while like you are in that company yeah i feel like that would be the most beneficial i felt like i mean i had internship for like how long is internship like usually three months three to six sometimes six months usually about three to six months i feel like that's that's way too short that could be you could have in you could have one internship every year actually oh that's interesting yeah like why not like it's not like they're making you do anything like super important you know you're kind of like just there to like be part of the process and to like assist right so like I definitely think that it's beneficial to be like acclimated as soon as possible. Mm. Yeah. I think it's interesting to consider why something like that might not be, I guess, wholly practical in the sense of an education system is because I think Singapore has a, how would I say it? You're constantly on the express lane. <laughs> mm. It's like you, let's say you finish primary, you go to secondary, you finish secondary, you go to tertiary. If you don't finish, then you, you, do until you finish, but you finish, you go to work or you mm. go NS. There always mm. seems to be like only one track, but mm. I feel like hopefully with discussions around um how I guess people learn at different paces, I think yeah. it's so important to factor in that, hey, it's actually fine to just take a year out. Let's say you finish studying or let's say you dropped out, take a year out to figure out, oh, do I intern? Can I intern for like six months for, for two different companies and just to learn from that? I think I feel that... um there is a lot of things to unlearn from the Singapore education system. Like learning mm. doesn't just occur in the classroom. Like mm. whatever whatever lingo, whatever like tagline they have, it's actually true. Like you don't just learn, but you actually have to learn outside of the classroom. So like in, in the job, when you go for internship, you have to make and squeeze really the maximum amount of like learning you can do. And learning doesn't just mean that you learn from the boss or whatever, or your, mm. your peers. You have to learn how you function and yeah. how, how you work really, because I think that isn't really spoken about i mean you have templates you have uh you have how how people are successful let's say on instagram like being a freelancer but i think a lot of the conversation can be had and will be had i think in the future is about how uh what what are the stages to get to that is it applicable 
applicable for 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 different people because some people function very well in the the working environment and they end their work at six they don't touch it but some people they have the they, they have the capacity to just spread it all across the day and they are able to create more so i think ultimately going back to our initial topic really it's about finding out what works best for you mm-hmm. i think singapore i think the pace of singapore is not many people can can afford that or yeah. even are aware or we can take like a breather like six months out to just chill and figure things out yeah yeah i think yeah that's definitely like a, a privilege to be able to do that um hmm. but it's so important and i think it's very very important to 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 you take time out to figure out what you might want at that particular point in time because it's also important to recognize that hopefully like you will change like what you want, let's say five to ten years ago, might be different from what you want now because, unfortunately, time progresses one way. So yeah. you can only change with 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 how how time changes as well. Yeah. So That's true. bridging off from that, I'm just curious to know, like when you look at the art that you create mm-hmm. over time, let's say over a, a testing period of let's say five years, has it changed in your eyes, or has it to you remained consistent? I'm just curious to know uh, the evolution. F- of your art mm. uh, yeah I think it definitely has changed uh, in terms of I think a lot of inner workings like my thought processes and stuff like that and like it's definitely like I've always been like I think the the through line has always been like expressing myself expressing my thoughts uh, trying to get to the to the crux of like how I'm feeling and I've always just used um these drawings and 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 2D images to to kind of express that. And I think if there's any sort of evolution, it's just an evolution in like how I how I am, I guess. Yeah, I don't think it will be so... I don't think it will be so obvious to anyone outside mm. of myself. But... And I don't think... I, I And I really... And I don't really, like, look back and, like, see every piece and kind of, like, do a breakdown and stuff. But I feel like I've always tried to, like, just be up to date with how I feel. Mm. Yeah, and always, like, try to be as honest as I can and... Um. Uh, output it. Um, the um, without with as little kind of like uh latency or you know just try to be as give like the the purest kind of output. Yeah, each time that's that's always been the 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 goal. Yeah. Do you? Do you think that that is um, achievable? Or do you think that that's something that, as of right now, that would be the, the goal to, 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 to actually get to? Yeah, I think that's the, that's the moon that you are pointing to, right? And it doesn't matter if you, are, if you actually reach it, but mm. like, if you're in that direction, if you, are, if, you are, if you are in the right direction, I think that like, I think that it is perfectly fine dying without reaching the moon. Or you'll reach, or you'll follow like the star, and will get you to a certain place, and you realize, okay, yeah, maybe there's a different star to follow. And I think that's where, and if 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 you were to back out and look 
perhaps 20 years later, you that's how the, the, the cataloging of the artistic journey is, isn't it? It keeps changing and you see the different uh, stages. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely more of like moving in the right direction than being at that specific destination that you have in your head. Yeah, I think I think it's it's a lot about that. Yeah. Otherwise it's 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 a lot of misery if you constantly fixate on like on like that end goal and like where you're supposed to be instead of like where you want to go and like what you're doing right now. It yeah. sounds like it is it is as important is it as important it is to have goals it's also mm. important to not be so deterministic about them yeah because because reality isn't deterministic reality yeah. is pretty pretty fucking chaotic yeah it's, it's it's super fluid and you just got to like you just got to like embrace that like fluidity yeah so, so in closing I have two more questions for you I think one of which is to me um one of the more recent happenings that shook, I guess, I guess the creative community at large, which is uh, NFTs and mm. I guess the crypto space in general. Um, aside from the the general frothiness of the market and the valuation and stuff like that, does the concept of uh, NFTs and the concept of let's say I own these NFTs and I stake my claim saying that I own this particular image, does it? interest you or does it disinterest you as a creator so i think that nfts serve the creator first and foremost because who cares about like who owns it i feel like if the person who owns it feels like really great about it then like more power to him uh i think that nfts serve the artist the most because um, you empower the artists by, you know, kind of like creating this like direct route to giving him money for his piece of work. And every time he's sold, you get a cut from it. That's a ridiculous uh, mechanism, to be honest. Yeah, when yeah. I first found that, I was like, yo, this is this is the missing piece. <laughs> yeah, and if this, if this like general idea, like people are like willing to accept that like, ownership of a non-physical product is actually worth something, then that's a whole paradigm shift in terms of like, we don't need to be spending money to like create like a product product. We can just do things quickly, create art really quickly and skip the whole production uh, phase of it. And then you can kind of like you can kind of support this artist immediately because the, the artist just needs to create that thing and there's value in it and you feed the artist. I feel like that just just that idea alone, like that's definitely like worth a lot. Like it, it's it's definitely in in the artist's favor. It serves the artist first mm. and anything that serves the artist first, I'm like, Therefore, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so what have you observed about uh, the the particular NFT or like crypto space that is of excitement to you? Um, any particular projects or any particular, let's say, like ideas that you've come across that is, is oh, that that's that's pretty interesting. 
Um, actually, I've been a bit like I haven't been like super hip to like the recent news of like what's out there, but yeah, I I just generally like the whole concept of of selling art that is digital. Mm. Like people are like, if the person screenshot your artwork, then isn't that like kind of owning the artwork? But yep. like, it's strange how like our mentality, like the bias mentality, is kind of like if I have an official kind of like statement that I own this piece of like digital um, megabyte, like, yep, I'm like, I own it. So like, it really like reframes the whole idea of ownership. And yeah, I think that's the main takeaway and the main thing that I am quite like uh, optimistic about. Yeah. It's interesting to to consider that uh to consider the discussions around it because some let's say speaking from a purely creators' point of view, I think some of them some 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 creators might be really against it, some might be really for it. But mm. if you consider like what you said, the the idea of what ownership means and stuff like that in the digital space, it feels as though uh like if you think back about how people would adopt the internet. I think there's a lot of comparisons to that because it is also a digital space, basically an invisible space, but uh, you can do a lot of things on it. And mm. yes, it seems as, as though like it is that uh, the introduction of tech and whether uh, one, I guess, embraces it or uh, walks away from it. Mm. I think that will really be the, the the type of conversations to have, I think two to three years down the road because a lot of the, the tech right now is still in its infancy. Yeah. It is used only for uh, a handful of means amongst certain individuals, but I think the 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 real litmus test of this is when it gets widely adopted. Because mm. if you were to consider, if you were to build a city from scratch today, if you were to build a country, you will adopt the tech. But mm. it's because a lot of the, the 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 countries we have have systems dating, I think years and years ago, <laughs> they didn't have the internet to conceive. But if you were to build a country from scratch today, you will use the system because it has so much accountability and you can track everything. Everything's public. Yeah. Yeah, so it will be certainly interesting to see how uh, developments and adoption of this particular piece of technology, which is the blockchain technology, how it it gives how 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 it inspires creators really. Because mm-hmm. I've seen some very interesting uh, distribution of not just the art itself, but I guess the concept. Like you can really monetize the concept. Yeah. Yes, the art is equally as important. You get the product, but yeah. I think a lot a lot of the most successful projects I've seen is like. It's like the monetization of the concept mm. because you talked about in, in in traditional times, you need to have the product, you need to have someone touching something, which is yeah. like the production of it. But right now you can just monetize the concept of it. Mm. And the art is secondary. Yes, you get the JPEG and stuff like that, but the more successful projects I've seen is like uh, the artist is able to get people uh, into like the, the, the stream of thought they have. Mm. But I guess if, if you were to consider the steps leading up to it, let's say like Patreon and stuff like that, perhaps it's always been been pushing this direction. Like how Patreon, it's kind of like the idea, like if you have like 10,000 followers, you get a dollar from each, you get 10K. Yeah. Yeah. But Patreon really did it. And I've seen like really, really like uh, uh, successful artists or like creators really. Like there's this uh, D&D uh, creator that I follow. Yeah. He's called Arcadum. So he has a really successful Patreon. And what he does is he just creates... Uh, D&D woes I will interlink uh, let's say so he does a lot on Twitch 
and he streams them and let's say YouTube, then he will create like campaigns and people mm. can play it. Then he will link all these different characters together. And he's able to do that as his full-time job. And there are people like really like supporting him. It's more yeah. like he has, he's the top creator. Then he has, uh, he runs like a server where like people are, how would I say it? They're like managers really. They, they, they are like the, he comes up with the campaigns and then it comes down and these managers, they run different campaigns. So it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like what is actually like possible um, yeah what is actually possible it's not less oh, illustrator you illustrate yeah. but right now there seems to be like a like a like a like a merging of like different skills really yeah yeah I think it's always good to have like people who like <laughs> uh, are like on the opposite side of like they want to kind of have that whole uh, maintain that whole integrity of like doing things the old way yeah what like what do you mean by that like people who still believe in like creating product mm. and stuff like there's always you always have like the traditionalists and the old guards who just want to like make sure that like like traditions are kept and it's a good like push pull kind of mm. like you know it's just like the the introduction of ebooks mm. <laughs> right like <laughs> At the end of the day, it's just about like balancing it. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like both sides are necessary and like it would just kind of like streamline as it's just like what like Netflix is doing to movies. Mm. Right. Like just and stuff like after COVID, like what's really important to be seen in cinema that will be like only specific projects will be made for cinema yep. and like everything else is going to be for streaming yep. so like I feel like just like the course of like evolution in like all these different sectors are just we will just be able to like figure out what's the best uh, way forward yeah yeah, it's still a lot of development uh, to be honest like, yeah a lot of development yeah. yeah it's like a it's like a story that's being written but you've read to the that page already <laughs> what is next yeah. like nobody knows because yeah. <laughs> yeah. nobody can really predict uh, how this technology is going to develop nobody yeah. really knows like what is the next new tech uh, that, that's going to come and I guess disrupt everything I think before let's say like, Airbnb and Uber came out people thought it was like kind of strange that like, you go to someone's house to stay but when the adoption comes for those tech it's like Oh, it's it's almost natural now. Like go down, take an Uber to to somewhere. Yeah. But the great thing now is that like the gatekeepers are everyone because like the power is kind of decentralized. Yep. And everyone's kind of like um their own kind of like uh boss. Yep. And they get to like, you know, be it's not kind of you cannot kind of manipulate the system like someone in power cannot be the one that monopolizes everything anymore and I guess that's seeing that we are at a starting point and of this whole decentralizing of everything right it just feels just generally hopeful because uh, no one person is in like you know full power of like full control of like anything anymore yeah and everything is democratized to a sense whereby only things which are good will carry on yeah like there are no more like curated boy bands everything (laughs) has to be like you have to be really like your hits have to everyone has to like you on SoundCloud or YouTube for you to rise up it's gonna be uh, on the backs of like 
the general populace for you to like for someone to be good to be good it cannot be like scripted or curated anymore which is the way it should be there's yeah. like no quote unquote formulas la. even even though you might be able to analyze a formula but I think the market chooses ultimately and Correct. they yeah. they are so fast to 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 move on to the next trend that by the time you you script together whatever yeah. they might have moved on to like two different trends already and it's, yes. yeah, it's difficult to, to catch yeah yeah in closing, um, I just have this question for you. It took me a long mm. time to to realize that your Instagram handle it means work in peace. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was <laughs> work in progress for the longest time. Actually, when I first when I first put it, it was work in progress. Okay. Yeah, it's just I kind of like played around with like what WIP could mean. Sure. So I did like many different iterations of it, just as a rhyming kind of like a uh, senseless kind of like. Thing. and then just work in peace just sounds sounds right <laughs> so in to 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 to, to bridge up from that thought i'm just i just want to close off with this uh, particular question like what does peace mean to you um i guess uh freedom <laughs> freedom <laughs> yeah freedom to be unbothered by the outside world yeah that's ultimately like I think what everyone is striving for to have that like sense of like inner peace yeah in their lives yeah fantastic um is there anything else you would like to talk about before we end this conversation hmm anything else um not really I think we covered everything we did. We <laughs> yeah, took a lot of beer as well. Okay. In, <laughs> in, 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 in closing, um, <clears throat> where can people find your work? Uh, yeah, where can people find you online? Um, just on Instagram, I guess. Uh, John underscore WIP. Yeah, you can find me there. Like <laughs> same handles throughout? Uh, yeah, I don't have any other... Okay, I'm on Reddit, but it's kind of like the same things I post on Instagram. Uh, I have Twitter, but I kind of... Mm, there's not much really going on <laughs> what about your secret film critique account uh, letterbox as well john underscore wip <laughs> but I mean I'm just logging films for myself and like now and then just trying to jot down my my thoughts yeah I'm trying to be more um, I'm trying to be more uh, articulate in terms of like how I think I feel like I've always been um, pretty adverse to like um, words and like I feel like words are very jarring especially to me because I don't like wield it really well especially when it's in written form mm. so um, um, I think that's the reason why like I communicate mainly in, in pictures yeah, yeah so uh, but I feel like words are closer to the thoughts that you have in your head and it's important to kind of like um, uh, organize those thoughts and the best way to do it is is through words. So I'm trying to use uh, words as much as I can nowadays. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Um, thank you, John, for your time. This has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and feel inspired. If you enjoyed what you heard thus far, do give us a follow on Instagram. And don't forget to share and subscribe. Stay tuned for the next episode.